Welcome back, everybody, to Hammer Down Radio hello, Episode hello. 2. Jonathan and Travis back for more. The second one. Keep Truckin's Hammer Down Radio. Keep Truckin's Hammer Down Radio. I'm going to get that right one of these days. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to the first episode and following on here for episode two. Indeed. Travis, how are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, JK. How are you, man? Doing well. How's, so, the, how's the last week treating you? It's been great. We've been working away here in San Francisco. I know you've been out on the road, which we'll get to here in just a bit. But before we dive into our second episode, which is pretty exciting, we want to remind everybody listening out there how to contact us. 855-434-ELOG. ELOG. 855-434-ELOG to get us by phone. Our website, keeptrucking.com. And of course, that is going to guide you to our blog and lots of other resources. And our podcast, Hammer Down Radio, on Instagram. I believe we're getting a Twitter still. Mm -hmm. And Facebook, we have our page up. So you can find a little bit more relevant content about who we are and Go check it out, folks. It's going to be more and more compelling. Uh, we're going to try to put some great content up there for you and uh, try to keep it engaging. Exactly. Now, here in San Francisco, we've had the kickoff to the baseball season. Traffic has been crazy around our office with the Giants Stadium just down the street, but it's a yep. fun time of the year. We're moving into the spring and the summer. So, Absolutely. Um, um, big baseball fan, JK? I am. Growing up in Seattle. Diehard Mariners fan. They've uh, it's it's been a struggle to be a Mariners fan for about a decade, but well, it's. Uh, I trust me. I know what you. I know what you're going through, uh, having been a lifelong Astros fan, and I can mm. tell you that uh, the view from the mountaintop is very, very nice. <laughs> it's very nice. Oh, that's another that's another podcast and discussion after this is over. But uh, yo, Travis, I wanted to catch up with you. I know when we spoke in episode one, you were hitting the road for some important conferences and meetings. I would love it if you'd fill in the listeners on your travels, where you've been and what you've been up to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, uh, beginning of this week, um, I had to fly down to Arizona for a conference for one of our um, partners, ComData, uh, where I, I, I gave a presentation in one of their breakout sessions uh, regarding the the landscape of the ELD enforcement uh, mechanism out in the country over the last three and a half months, as well as going forward, uh, and that was on Monday. <clears throat> uh, very engaged uh, audience. We got a lot of really good feedback from it. It was a, it was a really worthwhile experience. Um, and then I jumped on a plane Monday night uh, to head up to Portland, where I attended the, the CVSA's annual workshop uh, and committee meetings. Um, we obviously, for those uninitiated, the CBSA, Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, uh, it's the group of folks that's made up of the agencies that enforce Got it. The, the regulations. Are they based in Portland? They're not based in Portland. In fact, I'm not real certain. I think, that, I think their base, their home base is in, is in D.C., I believe. Um, but it's the whole, uh, they do the workshop everywhere. Got it. You okay. know, every couple of years. Or, you know, they move it around. Um, anyway, this year in Portland, they had the uh, driver and traffic safety, or excuse me, driver and traffic enforcement committee meeting uh, meeting on Tuesday, all day. Um, very exciting uh, affair. I am a member of that committee, uh, and I, I was there present along with the heads of most of these organizations that are out there doing these inspections and looking over folks' logs, and uh, obviously the hot topic of conversation. 
was um, the kind of uh, inconsistencies, they're perceived at least inconsistencies in the field uh, of how uh, ELD enforcement has been made up. Now, now, this is an interesting topic. Can mm -hmm. you talk about what uh, some of those inconsistencies might be? What are sure. they seeing out there? Sure. Well, you know, uh, you know, obviously, um, law enforcement, uh, as a threshold, great respect for law enforcement. I know that their jobs are extremely tough, and it takes a lot of discretion uh, and a lot of... Um, interpretation on the field officer side uh, to do what is otherwise an extremely difficult job. So uh, uh, hats off to our law enforcement. Agreed. Um, but uh, so one of the issues becomes if you have a very particular situation and particular set of circumstances that's presented to two different law enforcement officers or in this case DOT inspectors um, on different sides of the country, you may in some cases uh, when you're dealing with the FMCSRs, with these uh, hours of service rules and with the ELD regulation, you may get two different opinions about what the same regulation means. And that's what this, uh, uh, this workshop is there uh, to, kind of, uh, to kind of make sense of. We try to take those issues where you have uh, some, some differences in enforcement interpretation uh, and, and try to bring them together. So for the listeners out there, uh, did we make some headway, in a sense, on this? This is a hot topic. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we did, in fact, uh, there was one, there's one specific issue with regard to folks being able to transfer output files from their ELDs in all circumstances. Um, and some uh, inspection authorities around the country had been issuing uh, or logging violations of um, the code is 39524D uh, when the the driver was not able to transfer the uh, output file for, for reasons that were not the driver's fault, not the carrier's like fault. Like they're not in a cell phone exactly. coverage area, they don't have satellite reception, whatever. Exactly. Or in some cases, which actually happened just uh, uh, over the weekend here, the uh, the federal the system, the ERod system, went down for a couple of days, and uh, uh, folks were getting were getting violations because of that. So that was something wow. hot topic. We, we we took that on, and uh, we adjusted the language to the CVSA's inspection bulletin with regard to handheld ELDs, and and, and they're going to be they're going to be publishing that in the in the next couple of uh, uh, weeks and months, and creating new trainings for all of the uh, inspectors around the country. And we had a hand in that. I was in the room, uh, you know, gave my, gave my three cents, I like to say, <laughs> my well, three cents. And I think this is a great example for the listeners out there. And one of the ways in which Keep Trucking is invested in this uh, you know, mandate and making sure this is done correctly, not only from, you know, our product end of things, but also trying to shape and mold some of this uh, legislation and language. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 hugely important to us, um, you know, to make sure that uh, the way that the regulations are interpreted are appropriate, uh, and we always want that, you know, our position to be informed by the experience that our end users are having. So, you know, for the folks out there listening, this is why I 
I always encourage folks uh, to, to email us, call us, uh, give me your perspective about what's going on in the field and, and what you want these regulations to do so that I can take them up to the FMCSA. Because you have them. their ear. Yeah, I've got them. I've got them. Uh, I've got with Tanya. As much as, as, yeah. much as uh, possible. <laughs> I've got them. I, you know, I, I try to stay in as close contact with them as I can. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're all in this together, and I want to be able to, uh, to, to continue to inform it with, with y'all's experiences. So Now, one of the things uh, that we, if anybody's traveled to Portland, Oregon, they know they have the carpet in the airport. I mean, that's it's, it's world famous green carpet in those airports. Oh no! Did I miss that? You must I might have, missed have missed it. it. Yeah, you must. Have, you were so fired up. Yeah, I with, was. with your workshop. I got but, off. I got off that plane, and it was it was just it was all down business. And off I go. Yeah, there you go. Hammer down and off you go. <laughs> uh, but I know there's always some fascinating stories to come about in these that's airports right. when you're traveling around. Yeah, I, know it, you have one I did. I did. Uh, in fact, while I was sitting there on the way out of Portland, I uh, uh, I met a fella who um, is uh, uh, he's a sourcer. He he sources lumber. Uh, down in the southeast, and he was telling me uh, that he is just hard pressed to find folks to, to move their freight down there. Wow! Uh, he's trying to, you know, he's he's telling me that he's paying folks double and triple what they were. Um, and, and Travis, still, I gotta so, go. I gotta hop in. <laughs> I gotta get my CDL. Well, I know that I know that you you keep your you keep your nose uh, uh, real close to the stone on that, and your ear to the ground. Um, why don't you talk about what you've seen out there? Because this 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 young man was telling me, or this you know gentleman was telling me that he uh, uh, is paying double and triple uh, for loads that he was booking. Uh, back in November uh, here today, and he's still having trouble feeding them. So this has got to be great, um, you know, probably not even there, but around the country. Yeah, I think we've seen freight prices move up across the board, especially the brokered loads and the spot prices have moved up because of the ELB mandate. It's funny to think about, we're just enforcing the original rules, right. but shortening the driving day for these drivers. So now instead of delivering a load that same day, they might have to stop and, and deliver it tomorrow. So mm -hmm. that's an extra cost. And ultimately, we've seen rates go up. So what that says to me is that, number one, if you were a fleet that was prepared for the ELD mandate, you are now taking advantage of those prices going up. And mm -hmm. I've been speaking directly with fleets, and they've been talking to me about you know, seeing an increase in revenue, and it's actually been a good thing net-net. Uh, surprisingly, because I think the narrative was that this was going to be a big negative on the industry. And while it's had its challenges and there are some negatives out there, those fleets that were prepared for this mandate – have benefited significantly, even more so than I think they thought they would ever benefit. Yeah. Uh, one of the things to keep in mind is that that's for the brokered loads. There are contracts out there that are already negotiated. Those prices would not go up yet until we come up for a renewal. So we'll see what happens longer term with the freight prices. But it's an interesting dynamic to this whole mandate to see the freight prices go up so much, double and triple according to this yeah, you know, individual yeah. you spoke with, so. and it sounds like it sounds like if you if you were one of these folks that uh, that was an early adopter or an on time adopter, somebody who um, you know wanted to prepare themselves for the world of uh, ELD uh, and device logging, that you're in a great position today. Yeah, I would say so, and and not only that, it's important to also mention that. Not all ELD vendors are created equal. You know, mm -hmm. There are reasons that so yeah. many fleets trust their compliance with Keep Trucking. We really focused around ELD and compliance as our core competency. That's what we came into this industry to do. A lot of other vendors out there maybe started off doing some other things, trailer tracking, uh, temperature monitoring, and those are all great things. Uh, but the ELDs and compliance were an afterthought. So a lot of fleets have actually seen that, hey, maybe we were ahead of the game and we put a system into place, but 
uh, we didn't evaluate uh, you know X, Y, and Z correctly, and now we're struggling with that system. And so yeah. we actually have um, the ability to help out fleets that are in that situation. You know, give us a call, utilize that phone number and uh, our support online, and, and we can get in touch with you and talk about you know how we can help potentially replacing systems that just aren't working for yeah. fleets out there. I know that there are a, a lot of systems that uh, have have kind of just basically fundamentally failed, um, uh, probably because, or where in in all in a lot of cases because uh, the companies weren't ready to enter this this market. And, and I yeah, know that Keith Trucking has been has been here and, and really focused on uh, uh, building a sound uh, product, sound software, so, uh, sound uh, hardware, and um, uh, you know that's one of the things I think that we've got. To, um, you know, head and shoulders better than most in this space is that we actually work. Yeah, and even for those systems that are working, the ease of use, that in-cab experience for the drivers is paramount. And I think we've really proven ourselves to be very simple and easy for the drivers to use, as well as uh, the people back in the home office who are engaged with our dashboard. It's just, it's a very simple, clean system. And, you know, it's designed to keep you on the road and moving in an efficient manner, as opposed to hindering what you're trying to do out there. And hey, Freight prices double or triple, that's some real money out Absolutely. there on the table to go and get if you're a, a fleet and you've got a good system in place. So give us a call if you don't, or um, if you just want to chat with us uh, about something else, we're all ears, as yeah, always. That's right. You can, <laughs> so. If you ask the right questions, you can make it all the way up to uh, up to the, the ivory tower of Jonathan Keene's office over there. That's that's the ticket right there. <laughs> so. Out of this dungeon that we're sitting yeah, in. Yeah, and, and we're still working on our studio. In fact, uh, we were speaking with our IT folks here internally. We're actually getting some microphones ordered, and we're getting some other equipment ordered, so it's going to become a real it's, professional operation here, despite you and I. <laughs> we're hitting the big time. That's oh, it. Man, who did we fool? Who did we fool? <laughs> so I think that's a great place to leave off episode two. I, I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. We're going to produce episode three here over the next week and uh, i know travis is hitting the road again so we might have a guest host stepping in for you we'll yep. see but um this has been uh, exciting to, to get through our second episode and i uh, want to thank everybody again for tuning in our number 855-434-ELOG if you want to get in touch with us travis any last words um just thanks for tuning in again uh folks we look forward to hearing back from you uh and go astros <laughs> that's it thanks for tuning in everybody take care uh -huh.